he literally just ran straight over Tony Underwood. Here it is for Johnny. Hit 13 of the Fox Sports Rugby World Cup podcast, and we are just walking on sunshine at Fox Sports headquarters because we are set to rock and roll across two epic semi finals over in the UK. And to help preview both those blockbusters, we welcome into his chair for the last time, the last time this World Cup, Dave Dennis, Waratahs captain, and Wallaby Denno. What a run you've had! Captain's I've, I've loved it. I've loved it, but uh, I haven't really uh, planned it too well, have I? I'm leaving at the business end of the uh, of the tournament and going to miss going to miss the final. But I'm here for the the two big semis on this weekend and uh, can't wait for them to kick off. Really, really uh, excited, and there's a lot of excitement building for for both both the Aussie team and, and the Argentinian teams. And to help you and I get through this next 22 minutes, it's Christy Doran. It's uh, one of the best, if not the best, alongside Sam Worthington, rugby journos in the country, writing for foxsports.com.au. Christy, welcome in to the studio. Thanks, Sean. Cheers, Denno. Good to be here. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get straight into it. I know that the first game of the weekend will see New Zealand and South Africa smashed each other to pieces, but we are going to start with Australia the Argentina because that's what we're all about. That's who we're cheering. The Wallabies all the way through. Injury clouds are looming over Camp Wallaby. Dave Dennis, how do you see it playing out? We haven't had the teams named yet. Friday morning, Sydney time. We're recording this. Still don't know the teams. Yeah, still waiting on the uh, the makeup, aren't we? And I think uh, I think Checker will utilise every spare second he has to. Uh, until he finally names that team. Um, obviously, with the three injury clouds, big concerns with particularly Pocock. I think um, he spent more time on the bike than the Tour de France this week. I think that's all, the only footage we've seen of him during our, during the training week. Um, I think Israel's had a bit of a light run and, and obviously CO with his elbow. So uh, three really big um, big injury clouds there. And for the sake of the Wallabies, hopefully they're all ready. But uh, I think there's still a, a bit of concern about Pocock. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what team they end up naming in the end. Yeah, certainly going to be a big loss if, if Poey doesn't get on. Gentlemen, interested to hear what you guys think. Uh, no no other real pilferer in the team. W- would that be something that Michael Checker would maybe be thinking, oh, I wish I had maybe included Lane Gill or in the setup at all? Oh, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? You know, it's the same thing with the, the hooking scenario. Obviously, we've got three hookers there now, but he, he made a decision at the start of the tournament to, to run with two, and touch wood, they haven't had to use that third hooker. Whether they included Gill... Um, and, and a guy like Sean McMahon who deserves to be there misses out uh, and then they don't end up using Gill anyway except for that Uruguayan game so yeah, it's a lot of different scenarios um, you saw, I think you saw the effect that um, the effect the, uh, the Scots had by playing a 6 and a 7 who were both sort of pilfers in terms of the, the troubles it caused for the Aussies um, you know, and that would have been a possible scenario in terms of playing a guy like Gill and Pocock two scavengers on the, on the ball but then you, again you leave out Hooper Fardy's been doing some good work. So the beauty of Australian rugby at the moment is, and probably not good for me, there's a lot of options in the back row. But, um, yeah, I think I think the one scavenger as the standard that Ho- Pocock brings every week is probably enough. Why is he such a big out for Australia? We saw him we saw him missing last week, but why? Just just in, give me two points as to why Dave Pocock's admission is crucial. Oh, I, think the, I think the biggest one, and looking at that Scotland game, when, when the Australians are struggling in defence is when the opposition's got a, a bit of momentum and they're shifting the ball at pace. 
Um, in the other games, apart from the fact that probably the English didn't have the best attacking game, uh, they didn't seem to be pressured in defence because the ball wasn't moving quick enough. It wasn't coming out of the ruck quick enough. And Pocock brings that ability to slow down the ball and it makes a huge difference defensively. You're talking about a split second to get an extra guy on the line or getting where he needs to be in the line makes a huge difference defensively. And I think that's the main the main area. And, and more the, the mental side of things, the presence, the fact that the opposition has to dedicate a lot of their preparation during the week, a lot of their energy in the on the field to, to negate a guy like Pocock takes away probably takes away the focus of other key areas. So they're, they're probably the two main, two, two main reasons why he's so effective. And to be fair, he's probably brought that role back a bit. You saw it go out of the game the last two or three years. Um, it was all about running and all these young back rowers, Bursi on the scene, who could carry the ball and distribute and all these sort of things. Pocos probably brought it back to the traditional pilfering sense and that's, that's his game, you know, and he's good at it. Yeah, because no one's questioning the strengths that Michael Hooper has. He certainly is a John Eel medalist. He's uh, an Australian captain. He's a quality player in that. Do you think, though, that by having Pocock inside, that leadership-wise as well, that he offers so much around the team, just that calmness that he has? Yeah, look, I've I've, uh, I've been around Poey a little bit. Um, I've never been led by him in a team, but from what I, I see, he, he has that natural leadership ability in the sense of, what, you know, lead by example. That's always what the great leaders do, and... Um, he tends to always his preparation alone and in his uh, work ethic around training is second to none. And then when he performs, he tends to always perform at that high level. And and that can be really infectious for a team. And, and guys uh, tend to get motivated by that. But uh, yeah, a guy like Hooper, you know, I, I look at him and he he's probably one of the best players I've played with in, in my career. Uh, phenomenal athlete, and and you'd never leave him out of an international team. So. I just think they're really balancing each other well um, when they're in the team together. So let's hope the Pocock's there next to Hooper on uh, come Monday morning our time. If that's not the case, uh, Ben McCallum, it'll essentially be the same team, maybe barring Scotty CO's uh, inclusion, yes or no, Slipper possibly to start there ahead of CO. And Ben McCallum will start at eight. If there's one thing that Ben McCallum adds, I know it's hard for you to um, to elaborate on this stuff. You play against all these guys, um, DD, and uh, you know we wish you were there playing as well. He is going to be up against a ginormous Argentinian forward pack as a number eight who gives away a little bit in terms of weight and size. How do you have to then um, manoeuvre around that? What what do you have to focus on to get the better of the opposition? Yeah, look, there's no questioning Benny's uh, attitude and, and aggression and, and uh, the way he, the intensity he carries the ball. What, what Benny will probably have to do in terms of negate that, that size is just be a little bit smarter about how he runs. Um, you know, boy from the bush, boy from out in Warren, New South Wales, likes the confrontation, the contact. But sometimes I think he probably will um, just be a bit conscious of the fact that be a bit smarter with the carries, pick, pick a weak shoulder, pick a bit of a gap in the line and just get that go forward a bit more because, like you said, they're, they're a massive pack. They're a strong team. They like to hold the, the opposition up a bit like the South Africans do. And if you, if you invite that contest, um, a lot of the time they'll win it. So I think Benny will just be you know, smart about how he carries the ball, when he carries the ball, and um, I'm sure he'll keep his intensity and work rate up that you see every game. I think he, he's always the leading carrier of the, of the team. So uh, if he's in that role, you know, he'll keep doing what he does well. It was interesting last week to see Czech not, not use his bench as much as he has in the past. Uh, do you think that that was just the situation in the moment, DD and, and Shawnee? Yeah, I think. Obviously, Czech has picked a squad of 31 who he's fully confident can get the job done. Um, so anyone who's on the bench, he feels he can put on. I just think, yeah, sometimes 
in tight games, putting reserves on, although they might increase the intensity or lift the tempo, can disrupt the rhythm. And although the Aussies weren't in the best best rhythm to fight out of that position they were in, you probably need that same same guys on the park, particularly your your playmaker in Foley, who who wasn't replaced by Cooper. And uh, I think McMahon was probably a little bit unlucky not to get on, but. Um, you know, there's always there's always reasonings behind it. It's hard for us to tell back here, but I think as as you know, the boys are getting getting well into this tournament, and it's been a long couple of months preparation. And you often hear Checker talk about how the the bench have added impact and and, and had an influence on the game. And I think I think you'll see that probably more so. Hopefully, these last two games. Okay. Uh Again, we still haven't seen the final makeup of the team when we're talking shop here. But if Israel Folau um, doesn't start, if currently Beal is in there, how much can he expect in terms of an aerial bombardment? Because Argentina, they're not afraid to put it high. They've got some tall chasers. They've got Imhoff, big rangy winger, Tukalat. They put a lot of pressure on the kick chase. How much can KB expect if he starts at 15? They love it, don't they? The Argentinians, Nutty for big it. Fo- football nation or soccer nation, so football. to speak. Um, Boca Juniors. Boca Juniors. Yeah, so they all know how to kick. And River um, Plate. River Plate. They're a team. Yeah, um, Rosario FC. Sure. I've followed them all my life. Have you? <laughs> well, I went over there once and they gave me a jersey, um, how the, they which the, is nice. What's the, what's the, the president of Rosario Football Club gave us all jerseys when we played Argen- the test set. Is it, is it the Premier Division? What's the Argentinian? Is it the what's the division they I'm call? Sure. You know, you got Serie A, you got the EPL, sure. obviously the Bundesliga. Mm. What's the, I'm going to find that out. Yeah. Dickhead talking. Yeah, Tell but, us how um, much how much kicking can they expect? Well, yeah, I think. Um, Curly's a different player to Israel, isn't he? In, that, in his skill set, he I, I think he was really solid last week against the Scots. He offered that almost that third ball playing role. You saw the the ball he threw to Mitchell to put him away for his first try. I think the width on that pass, right on the chest. Um, so he offers a little bit something a little bit different to Israel in the sense that he can distribute the ball a bit more. Um, but then obviously Israel's, you know, although you've seen him drop one or two this tournament, he's, he's almost like a rock under a high ball. So. I'm sure the Argentinians have a few uh, have a few little tricks up their sleeve around pressuring the Wallabies and not playing footy in their own half. Because you look at these games, these two games over the weekend, the team that controls possession doesn't doesn't take too many risks in their own half. Um, I feel will get the results. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a, a clear tactic, I think. If you're the Wallabies, who are you going to target in that Argentinian side? They've got a, a wonderful back line. They've got Hernandez there at 12, Sanchez at 10, and they've been interchanging their halfbacks from week to week, basically, with Lelangelo and Landajo. 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 Is he related to Nemani? Landajo. Oh, that's oh. Nadolo. Sorry, Nemani oh. Nadolo, oh. not Nandolo. Oh. Come and on Thomas Gabelli. So, Gabelli. Uh, you know what I hope? I throw, we throw a ton of traffic at Nicolas Sanchez because he... Sanchez, the 10, yeah. uh, he carried on like a twit. In Did the, he? La- the last time Australia played Argentina over there this in year. In Argentina? When we smacked him at the back end of that game, when our guys smacked uh, him. Was he, the Michael Hooper, was he the Michael Hooper diver? Dive and left and right. Diver. Little off the ball bits and pieces. I hope we throw a ton of traffic at him. I hope that's the chat when they sit down, team talk time. Who's running at, who's running at Nicolás? Yeah. Sit him down. And the way to do that is, I think, get that, that forward ascendancy. Very hard to, to get stuck into a 10 or, or direct traffic into a 10 if you're not getting that go forward. So you mentioned earlier, Shawnee, the forward pack. Um, you know, you're rolling more contests. Your scrum contest is obviously going to be huge, you know, or your whole set piece contest. Uh, and just that ruck, 
ruck ch- uh, contest at the breakdown. So I think if the Aussies, uh, I'm sure Czech would be really stressing how they've got to lift their intensity and their physicality around that that uh, breakdown and the set piece. And then once they do that, that allow guys like Kurandrani and uh, some of the bigger backline carries to really get stuck into Sanchez. I think they'll play quite narrow to start with and then and then look to find the space on the edge. Well, that's what they did, didn't they? The last time that they lined up against each other, it was quite a tight battle, Australia v Argentina. Where were, where were we last? Was it Rosario again earlier this year? Was it Rosario? No, it, it was, was Mendoza. 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 Mendoza! Malbec. I'll tell you what, Malbec and Mendoza. Good, good wine. Good drop. Good drop. I'll Smooth. tell you a story. Temporillo. Uh, I went Tempor- there. Tem- I went to not Mendoza. This is, that's a lie. Sure. I was in Rosario. Yep. And uh, we went to a nice restaurant, and the, gen- the gentleman was very accommodating. Took mm. us down to his cellar. I said, "What's your best Malbec?" And he sold me a bottle. It was probably <laughs> overcharged, but that's all right. Yep. He made a bit out of it. I brought six bottles back. In the snuck them under the physio case. Don't yeah, as you do. They just, People this at the airport like, don't listen to this, do they? Probably not. And uh, got back to Sydney and I Googled the brand. And I thought, yes, a nice red. And there's a distributor in Manly who sells the same, <laughs> <laughs> sells the same bottle. <laughs> I could have got it from Dan Murphy's at Manly. <laughs> but it, was, it was worth it. I felt like a criminal. I felt like a criminal. It's probably the biggest law I've ever broken. Wow. <laughs> anyway, but wow. it was a nice red. Malbec. Malbec, get, very I'll, smooth. I'll have to get, that's what you want, smooth red, isn't it? Um, speaking of smooth, the number six for Argentina last week against Ireland, Matera. He's a lunatic. They're all lunatics, Ronnie. He's, no, he's straight laced lunatic Matera. Did he have some time with you guys at the Tars? Or did you play against him? You know how you guys we, play against we had, Pampas? We played against the Pampas. 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 What's a Pampas? A baby puma? Is that right? I don't know. I'll because FYI, Premier Divisions were Boca Juniors play. The, Keep going. Our, we had the, the second team, the Waratahs, the Generation yes. Blue, uh, ACT, Brumby Runners, played in a, a yep. competition. And the Pampas yep. were in that competition. And they were by far the better better team in, out of everyone because it was close to the international team bar a few European players yep. and Czech thought it was a good idea to have an opposed training session on the football stadium which is all good even though the boys are playing about four days later right and it got it was there was stinks yeah there was stinks there were fisticuffs well I'm, I'm told Matera's a lunatic he like, was going nuts yeah. we were doing we were doing a post team run and he was squirrel gripping really fingers in the oh it was getting a feel it was... Grabbing some chorizo. <laughs> Argentina style. Just grabbing was, some chorizo. It was bizarre. And, wow. and we nearly... Hoops was there. We ne- me and Hoops... Ne- we ne- nearly come to blue with him. Right, okay. It was interesting. So if a guy like that plays... Uh, trains with that intensity, yeah. I, I'd hate to think what he plays like. But... Um, it was good against Ireland. Why not? Why not? I think if they're going to beat the Aussies, they're going to have to bring that aggression and that... Uh, Maybe a few dirty tactics. Who sure. knows? Issa Although you can't one. get you can't get away with much these days, can you? In the, uh, no, no, you the old get, rugby field, you get pinned. No questions. Um, look, it's going to be a great battle. It's going to be intriguing. The scrum is the other thing that's going to be massive in terms of uh, <coughs> in terms of how Australia land in this one on the right side or the wrong side. Can they overturn their hiccups against Scotland last week? WPNL served it up alongside mm. Ford and the rest. The Scottish team. I think it's fair to say how the ascendancy in the scrum last week. Yeah, I think that's a fair call. And, and you question whether, you'd hate to think of it, but you question whether the Aussies were a little bit complacent. You know, they knew that they were going to face a huge um, challenge against the Poms and, and the Welsh. Um, and they obviously prepared for that and got up for it. I don't think they would have been uh, underprepared or complacent going into that Scottish game. But it was a, a, probably a little bit of a step back in a sense. So they're, 
they'll be trying to improve that. Um, and there's no secrets around the Argentinians. They, uh, they're always mentioned about their scrum. And we know the connection between Ledesma there and the history. And there's a lot of there's a lot of a uh, lot of things going on in that area of the game. And um, it'll, it'll basically come back to the Aussies just doing what they they they're trying to achieve in the scrum and not worrying too much about the the Argentinians. On whether or not they were prepared or not, it was interesting. Will Genny was interviewed earlier in the week, and he said that Michael Checker actually sat the boys down and, and, and actually apologised by saying that he didn't think that he prepared them as well as they should have. Well, maybe maybe that's a that's a that might be a psychological approach too. But also maybe it was a genuine comment in the sense that uh, he didn't de- designate enough time to some areas of the game where they fell down. So uh, who knows? But uh, you know they've got one game potentially two left in the tournament. I'm sure there won't be any uh, uh, stones left unturned this week in terms of preparation. Gee, it must be a nice feeling for each of the four teams still alive with a shot of winning the World Cup. And you're, in your mind, you're thinking, I'm only two. I'm 160 minutes away in a four-year cycle mm. of achieving greatness for my country, of flying the flag. I mean, you've done, you've done it with the Waratahs when you get to two games to go. Like, how does your mindset change? Are you in a really positive space? Well, I just think, uh, yeah, you, there's something, it's hard to explain, but there's something inside you that just changes in the sense that every little detail of a football match becomes so crucial and important that your your intensity and your focus increases with that. Um yeah, it's very. You can from look from afar. You probably think, oh, we've got to get through our pool stage. You've got to get through the quarters, semis. But when you break it down to two games left, it's it's very easy to get focused. And um, like I've mentioned a few times throughout this podcast, Czech has had a, a number of w- different ways to motivate the team. And I really, from my experience of the Waratahs and, and how that whole progression um, happened in front of your eyes, it's it sort of once you get to the point in the season, it becomes really exciting, and um, you sort of start seeing seeing those visions and dreams that you thought of maybe would never have happened three or four months ago. So it just becomes a really exciting environment um, and, and everyone's really increasing the intensity. But the problem with that is the opposition is doing exactly the same. So mm. it, it it shapes for... A, well, it's shaping for two really cracking games this weekend. I, I'm really looking forward to, obviously, the Aussie game, but that, that South African and New Zealand team, um, we've seen in recent history, two or three years, the quality of the matches that they've played. So they're going to be two cracking cracking games. We couldn't have asked for much more, could we? Can we just put our hands up now as to who got the most semi-finalists right? Maloney, Tip, France, South Africa, New Zealand, Australia. I got one wrong. I got one wrong. How did you guys go in terms of your semi-finalists? I think I got, th- I think I got three. I think I threw Ireland in instead of Argentina. Did you? I yeah. think I think that did was you have mine. Th- have your three as well? I think the not southern, bad going. Southern Hemisphere. We the way the world these days, eh? Without being too too arrogant, you're pretty safe throwing the couple of those Southern Hemisphere teams in. By the look of it, there's been a uh, there's been. Cha- I saw a good mem mem. What? Is, are, I, how do you pronounce that? I, mem nem. I, I like. Mem. I like. I like mem. to call it a, a meme. Yeah, Let's call it a meme. A meme is much better. Like it's. It gives it a bit of quirkiness. What was your meme that you saw it was, on the World Wide Web?s You know they play off for three and four. Who cares? Oh wait, well, no, I shouldn't no, say no, that. Hey hey hey. That's. I don't mind the bronze medal. So relevant. They apparently they're playing off for fifth and sixth now. Good. It's called the Six Nations. Oh. Oh, that's rough. That was a that was a that's a good meme. That was a meme. That's a good meme. That was a meme. That's a good meme. When I say who cares, I'm what I'm getting at there is I just wonder <laughs> what the motivation of the players is. That's what I'm th- I'm speaking on behalf of some of the players there who have missed the shot at the big time and then they've got to go and play in a third, fourth. You know the world they're is in 2011. Of, they're thinking of 
sitting on a beach in I might the have Maldives thought, having I might a, have thought that might have been their thought. Well, the Argentina, they were, Argentina, uh, Argentina, Argentina finished third in 07, didn't they? From memory. Yeah, they beat the French. They, they've got a great history of making it down these last couple of teams. So, uh, yeah, it, it's, it'd be a tough one. But um, I still, I suppose uh, the world rankings... Which yeah. these days yes. forever seem to be changing Rankings every overnight. Do they change them every day? They review uh, them every day. It's like the stock exchange. One's <laughs> up, one's down. How much stock's doing? It is. Yeah, eleventh. You know. Yeah. So do I, I sell I, now or do I hold on for a little bit longer? You got to. Well, you can't sell ever. Sell your team. Are you a sellout? You're no, not going. No. You're not going to sell out the Wallaby, Shawnee. No, never, never. Hey, what's your? Have you got any other heritage in you? You haven't um, got any. You could change alliances, could you? I don't know. My arms tell me I could quite easily fit into that Italian team. My arms and my rug on my chest. Maloney with an I at the end rather than a Y. I was so happy to see Maloney. Mahonry scored. My Argentinian counterpart scored the opening try against Ireland the other night. Mahonry. Might have a few bucks on him. No, I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. Hey, that's um, not bad. Let's, let's Quickly on that. Okay. First try scorer. Ashley Cooper's a sucker for it. Got it last week against the Scots. Yeah. First try scorer. Michael for, Hooper. For both games? Yeah, let's go both games. Okay. Uh, I mean, what about Hooper's it? not bad. If Poker's not playing, it'd be Hooper on the back of a mall is a fair chance. Yeah. Certainly. Um, is that your two? Okay, you give us your two for that, both games. Yeah, that's my pick. And uh, Neha Milner Scudder. Okay. Is that yours? <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to bet the same, mate. It's no point in sharing I'm betting gonna go, tickets. I'm gonna go, I don't bet, but... I'm going to go Kieran Reid for the All Blacks. Oh, good Score call. the opener. He always goes berserk in these big-time games. And uh, for the Wallabies... For the Wallabies, I'm going to go a little bit of a smoky. I'm going to go stepping through Sanchez, putting some footwork on. The Calm Dog. The Calm, the calm dog. dog. The Nard. Bernard the Foley to dog. open the scoring for Australia Jesus. with a try. There's some interesting quotes from the Calm Dog during the week, wasn't there? I, yep. I think our fellow podcaster, uh, Sammy Worthington, sent me a, an article on the Calm Dog. Yep. He just gets better and better, doesn't he? He's like, getting calmer. Like a Malbec. <laughs> He's like, like a, a Mal- good Malbec. Maybe the Calm Dog's been fed a few Malbecs. He just, nothing nothing breaks him. Um, I think I'd go, I'm going to go Kurundrani. There you go. I'll throw Kurundrani out there. TK. Straight through the centres. And... Uh, uh, well, why do we have to go the All Blacks? You don't. Let's go the uh, let's go left field, and I'll go Vermeulen. Yeah, the big Dwayne. There you go, man. big Dwayne. The D train. I'd be paying all right. Yeah, he'd be Multi paying big that. bucks. Ten bucks. Get me through. They're trip. only they are only in this tournament because of him. Yeah, a little flick out the back, ain't Flick he? out the back, one of the great He's a handy, handy player. To Good Dwayne. player. Great player. He's a machine. He's a weapon. Um, look, boys, that's, I mean, that's rocketed past. That's 25 minutes, done and dusted. Oh, I could go all day, Shawnee. I'm, I'm leaving you. You everything. know what? I could, can I take these on my holiday, these head headpieces? Take them away with Just you. Just sit there with my well, fiancé over dinner and talk through the head, head your piece. Your partner, your partner. <laughs> no, we, Jeez, you're confusing me. Way. We have come a long way. <laughs> Six weeks. This, this actual podcast has probably improved my relationship. You know, I've, start, I've started calling her my fiancé. Yeah, that's what we, really we encourage you that's to That's what I mean. If terms. I didn't sit in here with you and, and Sam and, and Chrissy, Chrissy, I wouldn't have never probably developed that part of my relationship. So you're going to Noosa, you're taking the little man away, he's up walking for the first time. Which Starting is nice. to fire up, that'll be good. You're going to have a hell of a time. Can That'd I suggest good. the... Yeah, um, mate, I've never been there. Give me some suggestions. Oh, Top three a, tips in Noosa. Noosa's a hell of a place, my man. Noosa's a hell... I was up there recently with your uh, buddy Stephen Hoyles and, mm. and Toby Sinclair from here at Fox Sports. We went to Noosa Surf Club. We had the seafood basket. Oh. Hoyles, he ordered the Osabuco. Yeah, I know. Also, um, he got veal also, with the yep in mm. the uh, slow cooked. Mm. That was that went down bit well. Bit of wrap, um, 
uh, he, had the, he had the garlic prawns as the entree. So you got that there. There's um, Betty's Burgers, I'm told. It's oh. awesome. It's a great time. But what I want you to think about when you're away, because this World Cup has just... It's just brought out a couple of up-and-comers um, with some media savvy, yourself included. <laughs> do you reckon this is something we, we might be able to do next year? Like through Super Rugby Podcast. season? Podcast. It's just, but we don't even have to talk rugby. We can just talk well, about stuff. You're the man around this place, Shawnee. The way you walk around, everyone sort of just looks up to you in Fox Sports well, building. I'm six foot five and I wear high heels. <laughs> <laughs> the wedges, I saw that on the uh, NRC show. There's man wedges, them. apparently. Man heels. Anyway, you pull some strings, mate. I'd, I'll be happy to help but out. But we don't even have to talk rugby, do we, Christy? Like, maybe a little bit. What about, yeah. I, I honestly think that the, the growth for media in, in rugby in Australia is... The fans have a bit more access to the person and more than the player. So I, I think that your show, heard of you. we talked about your show with uh, the cup you. runneth over. The yep. chance of that running through Super Rugby would be great. Um, and something yep. around getting a, a, a celebrity podcaster every once a week and finding a bit more about them or something like that. Who, I think that, that's who, got merit. Who else could we throw in the mix from the oh, Tars? You could throw Tarf in. That'd be weird. You could talk about everything. Oh, uh, get weird. Ro- robots. Get real um, weird. Golf. Talk about his golf game. You can't play golf. Can't play golf. Um, Dress as well, though. Yeah, he's <laughs> very good. Hell dresser. of a dresser. He's keeping out of that scene business. Yep. Um, oh, mate, number of Skelton, people. Skelton, he can Skelton. talk. A lot, uh, lot of good personalities at, in Super Rugby, not just the Waratahs. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. You can no. do it all around. Good just idea. Throw Pumped. it out there. Yeah, it's a yeah. great suggestion. But just not. But I'm not saying, like, how are you going to beat them this week? And no, no, no. What do you no. make of the numbers here and there? What's your favourite Just talk dish. about Just talk about, sh- talk about Game of Thrones when it comes back. I'm cooking a... Um, Sweet potato gnocchi with seafood marinara tonight. If anyone wants to come around, creamy, creamy marinara. No, because they're tomato based. Tomato based. based. It's a silly thing I just said. Not marinara. Yeah, silly thing I just said. I I know my cooking. You're thinking thinking of cavanara, which is bacon and mushroom with cream. Sean, correct. Stay out of Chippy Lane and get in the kitchen and learn, (laughs) learn the fine details Uh, around cooking. How do you make your gnocchi? Uh, You get. Sweet potato, yeah. cook it down quickly, yeah. mash it up, bit yep. of salt and pepper, bit yep. of buckwheat. buckwheat. Buckwheat flour. Is that the binder? Yeah, that's, that's that, that. you roll it up, yep. add a bit more buckwheat if it's not yep. doughy enough, roll it into some little and sausages, like the uh, the ones the Argentinians yeah. look for. Yep. Chopping it up. Throw it in. Are you boiling it again? But it's already cooked. No, you bake it and then bake you boil it. a little, you know. That's a, that's like a three times cooked. Oh, it's a long process, Sean, but that's what you've got to do <laughs> when you're a father. Amazing. It'll taste amazing. Anyway. Right, you're off to Noosa. We wish you well. We hope you enjoy the semis, and we know that you will be cheering for Australia long and loud across Monday morning. You're always welcome to come. We might even dial you in up there. Oh, if you've got a moment, you're on good. the beach. We might be even good. dial you in. Taste we'll, time. We already miss you. We already miss you. You're tipping Australia. You're tipping the All Blacks, no doubt. I'm tipping Australia, the All Blacks, Australia. There you go. All the way. I'm going for the Wallabies. I'll be up there in Noosa having a... Let's get through this weekend. Let's just get through this weekend. Christy, your tips for the weekend? Yeah, Australia by eight, and then the All Blacks by uh, by five. I think All Blacks by one. I think it's going to be a real real nail butter. Yeah, I like Um, that. Okay, you've got to go. You've got to go. It's just been so nice having you in here. We'll have you back in for the Super Rugby season, but we're going to die. We'll give you a shout. Yeah. We'll give you a shout. I'm sure Shawnee will... uh, Halsey, I think subbing in for me next week, will have a few cheap jabs at me and... Mention me. He will. He, yeah. he misses you already too. Yeah, um, okay, right. folks. Uh, we wave farewell to Dave Dennis, Waratah's captain and Wallaby. He's off to Noosa to put the feet up. He's going to need to be calm across the weekend <laughs> as Australia go about their business. Can they win through? Can the All Blacks go through? We'll wrap it all up first thing Monday morning. Have a great weekend to you and your team. Good luck. See you on the other side.